Hey, welcome back to Point Blank. This is John Carcosa sitting to my left. Todd Sullivan. And to Mike Zapsick. Ming Chen. And sitting in for Mighty Mo Youssef, the one and only. Gio Setti. Gio, back. Glad to have you back. I should say he is back, and we're glad to have him back. And uh, before we get into it, you know, uh, we got to give credit where it's due. Uh, uh, Mo couldn't make it tonight, uh, tending to some family business. But uh, Mo predicted that we would see a heretofore unprecedented comeback in NFL history. Now we say, all right, what could be more unprecedented? All right, we, all, we all remember Buffalo being down 35 nothing to the Houston Oilers and led by <laughs> backup Frank Reich, backup Frank Reich, they came back to win that game. So what could be more unprecedented than that? Well, what if you're down 24 nothing, but you come back to score 28 unanswered in the second quarter? Now that's never happened before. And so Mo was right on his prediction. Tell us a little bit more about that, George. Oh, I'll tell you, um, 24 nothing. It was, by the way, the first score was, oh, I'm speaking into the mic now. Much better. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, 24 nothing. Well, listen, it was aided by a gift TD. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, when you get a, a, a fumbled, uh, or excuse me, a blocked punt. Yeah. Automatically, but is it a gift or is it exceptional special teams? No, it's a, it's a wonderful special teams play. But what I'm trying to say is Houston's 24 nothing lead was not a dominant one. It's right. not like they went up and down the field. Right. But they did have a big lead. Mm-hmm. And if you're an NFL fan and a Kansas City fan, you knew that it was absolutely possible for right. them to mount a comeback of that Because at that point... The Chiefs hadn't played their best football yet. So Absolutely. You, knew, you knew it was yet to come. Absolutely. It was sort of, you know, you knew that... Their drives were inevitable. Now, did, did this game, and, and, and I don't know, so I'll, I'll throw this open, you know, uh, did this set any sort of record for, like, most points in a playoff game? Because what was the final score? 51-31? 82 combined points? It's got to yeah, be up there. The over was 51, funnily <laughs> enough. <laughs> and one okay, team yeah, so you over. took under. Yeah. I was, oh, 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 dang. <laughs> this is why you should stop betting on sports, George. <laughs> This may, but, might not be the profession for but, you. But seriously, there have been many playoff games that reached, uh, you know, a combined score or at least one team scoring 50. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was, I believe, was the fifth largest or most significant comeback in NFL playoff history. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and Mahomes looked good. Uh, he, you know, obviously he had the five touchdown passes. He didn't throw for an absurd amount of yards. I think he had about 330 or so. But, but he also led his team in rushing. It was just a dynamic game. It's one that the Kansas City Chiefs fans deserved. When you think about uh, the losses that they've had to absorb mm-hmm. at home in the playoffs over the years, and by the way, they always ran into they always ran into either Peyton Manning or Tom Brady with yeah. home losses. That's right. And and last year's uh, in particular the AFC Championship game, you know, you're going to stay closer to Mike there. Yeah, yeah. They had to play eleven versus twelve because obviously the refs were on. Uh, we're on New England side as well. And, uh, <laughs> well but that's proven by Lamar Jackson uh, throwing for over 325 yards and then running also for mm-hmm. 145 or so doesn't necessarily guarantee you the win. Yeah. Uh, and, and just flipping it over to that other that that, that other uh, you know AFC game uh, where the the Chiefs who are upset by the suddenly red hot Tennessee Titans 
Um, I'm sorry, the Chiefs, the uh, the Ravens. Ravens. Did you hear about you know Lamar Jackson's you know you know post game reaction? He, he threw his helmet in the locker room. He threw his shoulder pads. He's like, you know, we never should have lost that game. And while he's right, they went in as the obviously overwhelming number one seed and the best record and and, and the most momentum. Um, they, they didn't go out and lose the game. The Titans did enough to win that game. Now, did, how much money did you have on Ryan Tannehill? No, there was there was, there was no wagering on him. But one thing about one thing about Tennessee, one thing about Tennessee, when you think about it, folks, Tennessee played a complete football game. When you mm-hmm. impose your will and just kick a team in the teeth, that's winning football. So the Ravens came in heavily favored. Yeah. Great game plan, a good coaching staff, and let's face it, the likely MVP in Lamar Jackson. Yes. But when somebody outmuscles you, when somebody outmuscles you, it it's greater than finesse. When you push people around, and what Derrick Henry's doing right now, we're going to yeah. talk about that going into the championship game. Right. What he's doing now is just it's ridiculous. Yes, and I did read something that he is actually uh, the same uh, measurements as the president. They're both, I think, six three. Uh, two thirty. He's so, a monster. So, uh, so I don't know who Trump. you would take. I don't, I don't know who you would take with your pick, Derrick Henry or Donald Trump. But, uh, <laughs> but in any event, uh, so we got to take our hat off to Mo, and of course uh, he made that prediction. And, and and George, we did have an amazing weekend of NFL fo- football. We didn't even talk about the NFC games. We'll get to that in a minute. But but I just wanted to 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 reset and go over a couple of things. We. Um, we had a couple of cool movie trailers drop. It was the second trailer for Black Widow. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. Uh, they show a lot more footage of her in action. And and the one I was really interested in was the first trailer for the Morbius movie. Now, what the heck is a Morbius? All right, Michael Morbius in the Marvel comics is uh, is a medical doctor born with a strange affliction, a, a rare blood disease, and he does research uh, to cure himself and. As happens in the books uh, often, you know, he's going to turn to vampire bats to find the cure. And it, 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 he's become a living vampire. He's not undead, but he has all the symptoms uh, and, and abilities that go with being a vampire. He's part of the Sony Spider-Man universe, uh, which includes a previously released Venom film and are in continuity with the Sony Spider-Man movies. And, and why everyone's kind of losing their minds is this one in this trailer explicitly references things that happened in Far From Home, including that great poster of, uh, of Spider-Man. And it's kind of funny. It's the Spider-Man from the PS4 Sam Raimi Spider-Man game, but it, the graffiti over it is Murderer. Yes. Which, you know, obviously that comes as far as, far as the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. But did you guys, did you, I'm not going to say anything yet. Did you see the trailer? I did. I did okay. not. Okay. Ming, is it something that you can play for the for the stu- in the uh, studio here or, or not? Because there's a very, very unexpected me... cameo in this trailer. Who said Morbius strip up there? Morbius Ooh, strip. I like that. That's good. But now, let's uh, see here. Uh, Let me see if I can get him. Keep talking here, and I'll see if I can pull. So, this up so here's the thing, right? Jared Leto, um, <clears throat> always been a method actor, and he tried. He his turned hand. into a vampire for this. He, see, the, he, the he guy actually, goes he to g- the outer. He gave sport. himself a, blo- a rare blood disease. But, I, I, I just love it yet again. Uh, we get the one guy who play, gets to play two roles in the comic book movies. There, there you go. So, uh, so actually, before you hit play, there, you know, of course he. Uh, very famously took a turn as the Joker in the Suicide Squad movie. And it wasn't a well-received performance, although I have to be fair, 
I don't think it was his performance that was critiqued as much as his appearance. You know, the choices director David Ayers made uh, uh, in, in, in having his Joker have a, you know, a grill of gold teeth and tattoos on his face. Uh, I actually, in preparation for this program, watched that Suicide Squad again last night. Okay. Very, very and? And, and I, I, my original review stands. Way more entertaining than I expected it to be. Uh, has a few great set pieces, largely disastrous connective tissue, uh, you know, holding the movie together. But I tried to just focus on his performance. There was nothing there that I really thought was bad. I understood the direction they were going to character, and I would like to see him again, even though they've said specifically he's not going to be in this upcoming Birds of Prey movie, uh, the Harley Quinn one. So anyway, he gets another shot at it. He moves from DC to Marvel. So let's see. Right, this let's is a fire this up. Spider-Man universe. work on our sound mixing. Michael, I've known you since you were a child. Emmy nominee Jared Harris of Chernobyl speaking right here. You have a gift. You always have. I love Jared Harris. He was great on Mad Men. There's an answer to disease. Great at Fringe You'll as well. You'll find it. It's a primary antagonist. Did not, I never got through all of Fringe. You gotta do that. Now I have to. I should have died years ago. Why am I still here if not to fix this? I have a rare blood disease. And I'm running out of time. This could be my last chance. You're up to something. What is it? It's not exactly legal. I don't want to see you get hurt more than you already have. This would be a cure. Batman. Batman. <laughs> I always cost. thought about that about you, Todd. You are Batman. Now, where do you see the glow up here? What's happening? I went from dying. Yeah. Increased strength and speed. The ability to use echolocation. And an overpowering urge to consume blood. How far are we allowed to go? See, there's Spider-Man right there. Go fix something Matt that's broken. Smith. Until the remedy. <laughs> is worse than the disease. Comic accurate Morbius right remedy. there. Very nice. Now stay, stay through to the end here. Oh, we can see the cameo. Michael Morbius. Got tired of doing the whole good guy thing, huh? What's up, Doc? That's Michael Keaton's vulture right there from uh, from Spider-Man Homecoming. Or just Michael Keaton as a nurse. Uh, still <laughs> no, unconfirmed. I think, I think that's a prison uniform. But uh, 
But uh, or it could have been a nurse, you know. Uh, I'm a nurse. Yeah, he Possible. changed professions. Uh, hey, listen, you know, Gaylord Fokker proved there's nothing wrong with being a male no, nurse. No, nothing at all. We um, all know that Michael Keaton's an idea man, Chuck. So, <laughs> so I have to say, Venom. I wasn't impressed with the movie. It was an airplane movie. Uh, I did watch it on a plane, and um, I was surprised it was entertaining at parts. This actually, to me, looks very, very, very interesting. I think it can. There's parts of it that almost look genuinely scary. Um, and again, I've always been impressed with him as an actor. So, uh, Mike, this is your first take you, that you've seen. What were your thoughts? My thoughts are, um, you know what, my favorite, and I'm, I'm not alone in this, uh, are the side characters, the the ones that haven't been done to death, that mm. you haven't seen their origin, and you haven't right. seen those right. pearls dropping on the street, you know? <laughs> 19 times. 19,000 times. This is an origin story that is compelling because it could be anybody. Yeah. And, you know, all he wants to do is live. Mm -hmm. It's the most basic human right. function, He's I guess. He's not greedy. There's no. Not, yeah. He's not trying to, to get um, tentacles underneath his regular two arms, you know, and uh, and go out and rob banks. He wants to live. Right. And he wants to help other people. That's why he became a doctor. Right. So Michael Morbius has always been sort of a, a serio-tragic yes. figure. Yeah. Less of a villain in the Spider-Man mythos than... Um, just a, a misunderstood human being. Why right. he put on the spandex, I have no clue. But in today's parlance, he would be more of an anti-hero. Yeah, but he the only thing he, he did was he, he could um suck people's life force out of them right. and that took right. you know, that, that got him into Spider Man's crosshairs. So now we've got a couple of comments here. Stu Greenberg going back to Suicide Squad says that was two movies glommed together. I can definitely see that. Uh, Pat chiming in, he goes, no, that was definitely an EMT uniform all day long. So I am curious. My theory there was that was sort of the end stinger to the movie where whatever happens in the movie, maybe Morbius goes to jail. He, he, he meets up with Vulture, setting up that Sinister Six movie or something down the line for Spider-Man to fight. Uh, definitely want to see Tom Holland interacting with these guys. Uh, you know, that rumor is already persisting that the young kid is going to be at least a cameo in this one. They didn't get him into Venom. But they said now that all the rights have been ironed out and that's part of this agreement that brought Tom Holland Spider-Man back to the MCU, Sony now has the rights to use MCU elements in their movies. Oh, very cool. And yeah. one of I, I, I would love to see that. I think that would be great. Um, but I had, a, I had something to say. I, I just keep thinking of, I, I read someone, who was it? Athena asked if you needed a smoothing. I, I was like, <laughs> oh my Mike god! Got I got distracted. I'm like, Mike holy crap! What the hell is a smoothie? The irony of her asking. Can I tell you? Can, can, can by, all, by all means, Athena. By the way, since you're asking, you know, one thing that was crazy for me, I almost didn't make it tonight. Okay, I almost didn't make it tonight. What happened was, you know, I'm always in the gym. I'm always doing something, and I've been, you know, sort of athletic. I've always played ball. I had this crazy cramp, spasm in my deltoid. Oh. My trap and deltoid. Wow. Funny how she mentioned the smoothing. People can relate if you have a cramp in your leg, or the pregnant ladies out there, if you've had a cramp in your leg, it's very painful okay. at night while you're pregnant. But Charlie horse cramp. Yeah, yeah. So I come out of the shower, 
and my shoulder and my trap is moving. It's spasm. I almost didn't You're, make You it. weren't moving it. I wasn't moving. It was moving by itself. I couldn't stop it. That just happened tonight. And so what did you do? Is it moving right now? No, no, it stopped moving. But I almost was a late scratch. I almost couldn't make it here because I didn't know what was going on. Okay. So I soothed it. I went back in the shower. I got some hot, steamy mm. water hitting it. Yeah. It settled down. I did some push-ups. Sexy. I, I was rocking and rolling. So, yes, a smoothing. And that's a, what timing for her to talk about a smoothing. Well, so actually, <laughs> can we get just a little more explanation of what is a smoothing? Uh, smoothing is soothing. Do we need it's, a child safe warning? Yeah, no, it's, so it's, no okay? child safe warnings, Todd. That's a good right. one. Uh, it's, it's greater than a massage. It's recognizing that your hands are doing justice in a soothing effect. Soothing and smoothing. It's a caressing. There's got to be a lot of love involved. Okay. <laughs> He's well, I, I, as I much love as 20 bucks can buy. All Someone's right. not feeling well, right? So Bob regardless Kraft, of how close you are. Wait, wait. Regardless of how close Florida. you are, if you're smoothing somebody, it's tender. It's a caressing. <laughs> it's a, uh, a pleasant feeling. I'm trying to understand if this is a real thing or this is a SETI thing. Is this an actual, it's, do you go somewhere like, and ask for a smoothing or is that going to get me arrested? It's partially a SETI thing, but I'll elaborate on another show. Todd, anyway. if you go with Gio, I think you will get arrested. <laughs> go Gio, but, but, or Bob Kraft. Or Bob. Be, and one of the things, wait, wait, like, folks, folks, folks. When one, they're stoked and they say they're soaked. Yeah. That's a SETI thing. Yeah, okay. that's uh, Staten okay. Island, Staten Island Clear. Brooklyn, stoked is soaked. Understood. Those from Sheep's Bay, Brooklyn, would understand. Well, that. Stu Greenberg is not from there, but he does say a cramp is born and that trap is going gaga. So, uh, <laughs> All right, one other thing. Yeah. This happened tonight. It's such a miserable night out there. You know, mm. icky, misty, drizzly, rainy. Yeah. I came 40, about 42 miles from south to, to north to get to this location. Wow. And one thing I just don't understand, I'm a patient guy after all these years. Why are so many people just driving so recklessly, irresponsibly? They're Welcome not, to Jersey. Yeah, they're Jersey. not adjusting their speeds. I mean, I saw Welcome a couple cars Jersey. fly by. They were doing like 80. This is Jersey. I, no, look, I, I, I know I want to get... to me. What I'm trying to say is, folks, folks, and not like tonight where it's... And you drizz, needed a smoothing. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. So smoothing. listen, to the public out there, not like tonight where it's night, poor visibility. It's drizzling. It's icky. It's, you know... Just take it easy. Drive 60, 65. Get to where you're going and be safe. I'm happy I'm here. I'm happy you're here. I love you. We're happy you're here. Love you too. Our listeners, jury's out. Todd, I'll use the hypervision there. Yes, what is Nick Franco saying about three down? Mr. Beetlebat, question mark. Okay. Not, not, oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know where that one is I, coming I from. Can I just say one quick thing before we move off Morbius? Uh, we had a little bit of a, of a tangent there. I'm not very familiar with the character. Mm -hmm. I appreciate your background there. I'm much more interested in, in what's going on with Mr. Jared Leto. Have you heard anything about the quasi-cult that he has started? 30 seconds of uh, 30 seconds to Mars. This is bad. Yeah, but do, like the, the fire festival type thing that he did. No. So search, do, do a quick search for Jared Leto cult and hit the, hit the images there. <laughs> I'll join. And, and by the way, I'm, what's I'm the release there. date? You never told us the release I, I, date. I, didn't, I don't think they said the release date. Because I didn't even no, think have, this was in production. Oh, so there's no official release date. Jared Leto started a cult on an island. Yeah, hit the images followers. up top there. Okay, I can do that. Or there's, yeah, there's a little bit. Oh boy, he's channeling 
Jesus. Jesus. So yeah, he's got. Wow, look at this. He's. Uh, I, I don't exactly know what what's going on there, but apparently uh, it was a white. it this was a weekend very... event that you had to pay. Oh my God! God only knows how much money, and you got to witness Jared Leto walking around in Jesus garb. Short uh, and freaking Catalano, man. Yeah, of course. All hair, our echelon leader. So he bought uh, a private island. Oh, that's awesome. Or maybe he just rented it. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. If, uh, maybe well, he does have know, enough money. Maybe it's like a, like a pop up shop. Money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> it's a pop up island. In, he's coming in next door for Ma- people, hashtag so. Mars Island, everybody. There you wow. Go. Hashtag Mars Island. I love it. Good for I've him. heard of MILF Island, but never Mars. Island. Right, yeah, whatever. To each his own. Hey. This this is very this does look very weird. Though. Honestly, there's some know. creepy vibes, but um, <laughs> but I'm sure there's we'll no shortage of people willing to. Uh, By the way, Ming, is this ceiling secure? Can I pop this cork, or should yeah, let's I be not gentle? Do that. All right. It uh, is a rental, so. Um, <laughs> but then you wouldn't put it in a person I, I, either. Yeah. <laughs> just, just use your yeah. strength this to is, gently smooth it off. Folks, if you will. it's going to be a smoothing. This is not. Ah, this is not like a thing. rental car where yeah. like Mr. we paid. We, yeah, we, we didn't take out the. And by the way, our insurance hasn't come through yet. Mr. Seti is parched, so we had to open up a second bottle. Good time for an interlude. So we'll talk about the first beer we're drinking here, Fantastic. Is it smooth? It is smooth. It's smooth. Smooth it's, for a smoothing. It's rich. Uh, this is from our friends at Bolero Snort. Okay, Bolero Snort uh, just opened in Carlstadt, New Jersey, which is, uh, as I found out, uh, immediately adjacent to East Rutherford, New Jersey, because their brewery is, if you've got a strong arm like George, it's a stone's throw from uh, Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium. I mean, it's just an amazing location. They built it from the ground up. Um uh, one of a very, very few breweries in that state that were built from the ground up, uh, not you know converting into an existing uh, you know firehouse or or book depository, and um, and so this was their uh, their Bergen County Bull Stout, and it's bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stout with peanut butter, vanilla, cocoa, and milk sugar. Todd, your thoughts on this beer? I thought it was delightful. Um, I mean, it's you were saying it's a it's their sort of take on um, Bourbon County um, BCBS from uh, right. Goose Island or you know CBS and whatnot from uh, from Founders. It it was delicious. It was I would put it right up there with the two of those. Little hint of peanut butter in there, um, but very smooth, very drinkable. I don't know how heavy this one is, but uh, it turn, there? rotate there and towards the bottom should say the ABV. Looks like we got ten point three. So okay. a little bit of a kick to it, but it, it did not um, punch you in the face when you drank it. It was pretty smooth. So I, I like that a lot. Really good. You know, it's um, I, I liked it as well. I'm going to get Ming's take and, and George's as well. But I, I would say this. I can see us guys doing a remote from their place. It, uh, let's sure. do it. it, it let's it, do it. It's the, now. <laughs> call them up. They've got 30-foot ceilings. They built this entire place. They started so out the with ceiling a, is secure. A pit. I don't think the cork is going to reach it, so we'll be fine there. My car can go 135 uh, miles an hour. Let's you, go. You got Bob and Scott. Uh, this is their dream. Seven years of work. The official public grand opening is going to be the 17th, so that's coming okay. up. I think it is at this Friday, I it think. It is Friday. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll be stopping by Thursday. They're doing kind of like a um, like an industry night for other brewers and stuff. But that's like the pre-opening. But even last weekend, I went to the pre-pre-opening and, and – and just really, really great, good guys. We support them, and we're going to keep supporting them if they keep putting out great beer like this. So, um, 
Ming, your thoughts on that? Beer? Uh, this is amazing. It's hitting me right in the face. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I missed the full. Is there, is there peanut butter in here? Or? There is. There, there, there is. He's <laughs> allergic. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm not allergic. My face I'm not up. allergic. <laughs> but it's really smacking me in the face. Um, uh, I, I mean, I've only had one other beer with peanut butter in it. That was the uh, the Sweet Baby Jesus mm-hmm. from, uh, um, crap, what's that? Duclaw. Duclaw yeah, Brewing yeah, in yep. Maryland, in uh, Bel Air, Maryland. Um, so I welcome anytime uh, they put any kind of peanut butter in any beer. Uh, Bolero, but this is local. Yeah, this these, is from these guys Jersey, have man. this one has peanut butter, vanilla, chocolate, and milk sugar. Oh, that one. So it's, it's why not? A lot going on there. It's amazing. I uh, I want to drink like a float with this then. Oh Throw wow! I mean, in there. That's a good possibility. Yeah, let's do it. Geo, uh, Johnny, I enjoyed it. I'll echo what uh, I, I'll echo what Todd said. Todd, uh, smooth. I didn't drink enough to know if it hit me in the face. Okay, uh, I only had like three or four ounces, but sure. Well, everything in moderation. It is raining out. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely intriguing. Uh, peanut butter, vanilla. Yeah. Who's better than us? You have that I can't beer? think of anyone. Now, imagine the hedge. Drinking a full bottle of this with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's a beautiful Sounds thing. like a perfect Saturday afternoon, to Why be not? frank. Yeah. Why not? So, thumbs up. Good job. Nice and silky and smooth. They come out with a variant of this every year, so we'll be doing this again next year. And, Mike, I'm sure some of the aromas were wafting their way over to you. Oh, yeah. I definitely picked up molasses. Ooh. I smelled some molasses. We'll sample next year's uh, live uh, at the... the, I like like where your head's at. All right, guys. We're going to transition to top three, okay? The top three this week... We threw it out to the fans. In honor of the Oscar nominations being announced yesterday, we said, what are going to be the top three best picture winners of all time? And Mike, how many have there been? There have been 91 thus far. 91, 91. and counting. So, uh, you know, sometimes we, we come up with top threes that really, really resonate. With the audience. And we just are overwhelmed by the number of votes we get. And then sometimes we do top three best picture. So that, so we didn't break any records in terms of votes. Uh, matter of fact, between appearing on John Kokoza's page, on the Point Blank podcast page, in the Essential Guide Talk group, and a few other groups that we posted in, we were able to get just about 150 votes. So... Um, before we get to the fan vote, we should give everyone here an opportunity. Uh, who would like to start our first and give your top three best picture winners of all time? If you'd like, I'll lead off, Johnny. George, please. Okay. Well, guys, most of you that know me intimately know me. Uh, I am a movie buff. So when Johnny... Just for the record, none of us intimately know you. Just not in that, put, yeah, not in that sense. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Not in yeah. the smoothing the sense. The official record. I'm, I'm well, sorry. No, where did you, you and Mike go that one night? <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a subway home, Ming. I, I don't know where Gio went. But we were some of these, the you said something studio. about going and grabbing a smoothing. <laughs> <laughs> some of these folks know me really, really well. But anyway, I am a movie buff. So when Johnny brought this to my attention that we're going to be covering... The best, best pictures right, exactly. of all time. I did not have to Google anything. I just went back into my memory back and I said, you know what? I know a good handful of movies just on spot that I knew they were best picture. And my top three are, all right? I'm going to start with my third best, okay? That's how it and, goes. And yeah. I'll elaborate. And I'll have an honorable mention as well. But my top three are all time. All, by the way, came in and were released in the 90s. Okay. All right. 
My third greatest best pitcher of all time. All right. From 1992, The Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, yeah. All right. I believe it's 1992. I'm not sure if it's 92 or 95. 91. 91. Right, okay. Silence and Limbs. Think about this. When you, when a movie's made, you want a movie to be engaging, keep your interest, thrilling, um, uh, suspenseful, and of course, great direction, great acting. And Joe, all of it. Jodie Foster, ridiculously great in the movie. And who can forget? I mean, think about the actions of Dr. Lecter. A legend was created. Oh, my. And that maniac in the basement, you know. Uh, Buffalo Bill? Put the lotion in the bucket. Remember that guy? The crazy, basket. maniacal. <laughs> That's right. In the basket. Put, Ted Levine? It gets, it gets the Ted Levine. The one and only Ted Levine. Put the lotion in the basket. I don't want to use the language he used during that, but uh, <laughs> it's a, how can that not stick in your mind? So anyway. It's, it's, I, I would say it's a great selection. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also here, mention, George. This year is going to yeah. be 2019. That's not the last time we'll hear from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, interesting. Go ahead. Keep so going. just a wonderful film, albeit with a very uh, <laughs> strange, dark uh, storyline to it. Can we you know, just highlight the breaking news? I don't know if you've, if you've read about the new TV show set around the, the Silence of the Lambs universe. Uh, Not Hannibal with Mads Mikkelsen? Nope. Uh, it's a new CBS show. They've just confirmed. What? Is it a musical? Clarice, a crime drama set after the events of Silence of the Lambs, following the events of the film based on a book by Tom Harris. But mm. before the events of the film Hannibal. I would imagine so. Interesting. I, I love the book. Number two. W- which one? Silence of the Lambs? Hannibal? Both of them. Red but Dragon? Hannibal, yeah. okay. Hannibal was amazing. And, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Sir Anthony, Anthony Better Hopkins. Than the movie. Wasn't he the perfectly casted... A recipient of that he, part to be casted for the part of Hannibal Lecter. He created a whole character, much it's, like uh, Robert England and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and um, I tell you, you know, men, one of the goriest scenes, the goriest scenes in the history of cinema. How about when the the police officers were guarding Hannibal in that cage, and for them to come back and see the chaos, and from the rip the guy's face off, mm-hmm. and to you know sort of do a role reversal. Think about the. You know, the police officer hanging from the cage, stripped. Spoilers. Ridiculous. Right. Ridiculous. I mean, by now, everybody's seen Silence of the Lambs. If you haven't, go see the movie. All right. <laughs> Can I move on to number two? I, I think that would be all great. Right. My number two best picture of all time. Okay? Number two. Best, best picture. Best, best picture. I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks, and I had to go automatically to Forrest Gump. Philadelphia. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay. Forrest Gump, when you think, and by the way, Directed by, I believe it was Bob Zemeckis. He also was the director for Castaway. So he was, uh, you know, sold to and honorable and a big fan of Tom Hanks. Sure. For those big roles. You say Tom Hanks was his muse. Yeah. But think about Forrest Gump. How many quotes eventually came out of that movie? And think about the, the, the way they filmed that movie over a timeline, the footage they used, the storyline, yeah. the simplicity of him. Yep. Sally Field was great. Tom Hanks was great. Uh, Lieutenant Dan, what's his name again? Gary um, Sinise. Robert Patrick. Oh. Gary Sinise. <laughs> Gary Sinise. Just great, great, great stuff. Don't forget Jenny, Robin Wright Penn. Right? Fabulous movie. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met anybody that did not enjoy Forrest Gump. And by the way, I saw Forrest Gump on the big screen of all places, I was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Wow. Was uh, it a drive-in? I was on vacation with my ex, 
And we took in a movie, and it was Forrest Gump. Uh, I believe it was uh, 1995. Okay. That's pretty liberal. That's, still, that's before my wonderful I, son, George Jr., was born in 1997. Uh, still the biggest outrage that it beat out Pulp yeah. Fiction. But we'll so just I, I just adore the, the movie. I've seen and, it maybe I'm, about 30 or 40 times. Yeah, I, I also so. have to interject. Uh, I feel that Shawshank Redemption should have won that year. But that's, that's, that would be a better <laughs> a tough one. one but mind. that's just yes. me. But, but, hey. but wonderful, they, wonderful film, Shawshank Redemption. I agree. I echo the effect. I've seen it numerous times. Right. Numerous so, so now what's your number one? My number one. Whoa. By the way, I wish I could have been saying this about A Star is Born last year, but it didn't win. But we won't go. We won't. I'll Meryl talk a Streep little, is that, a hack. I will talk that, a little that, gaga later. That, sound, that sounds like a different top three in the future biggest Oscar snubs. Yeah, exactly. But for now, give us but your number one. But the number, number one, one and folks, I saw this on the big screen, and I've seen it. I've had to see, see, see it at least 100 times since over what? the years. What? The unsinkable Titanic. Ah, okay. I mean, James Cameron, every specific detail of direction, mm, mm. even the China was specific on the ship. Wonderful film, intrigue, action, uh, suspense, love. You love a good love story. And also Billy Zane in the movie. You know, the obnoxious, rich guy, narcissistic, narcissistic maniac. Of all the characters to call out, that's not who I was expecting. Right. No, no, I was going to get, I was going to into Leonardo. Okay. It right. sort of paved the way for... Uh, Wait a minute, there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle on that part? <laughs> that would have been awesome. I would have loved that. DiCaprio didn't win that year, and he should have, but Titanic won, I believe, 10 Academy Awards. Titanic. Titanic. Ooh, Titanic. I love yeah. that. Titanic. And I have never met anybody and I've met a lot of strange characters in my life that did not appreciate and enjoy this film. I loved it so much when they brought it back to the big screen. You, you, I think you met one right across yeah, from you. you. you You've never seen Titanic? I have seen it. He just doesn't appreciate it. I didn't it. appreciate oh, okay. it or enjoy well, it. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Actually, no, I lie time because- Time out, time out. There's a okay. Canadian version out there that's completely fugazi, ridiculous, stupid. Don't watch bootleg Titanic. Do not. If you watch <laughs> the boat that, doesn't even sink in the Canadian version. Damn if it. you watch that Canadian version, you'll see how ridiculously poorly made it was. Titanic, one of the best motion pictures ever filmed. Number one, in my opinion, best picture of all time. I'm looking forward to what you find, gentlemen. Have to All I will say is this. The, the movies that you selected garnered a serious amount of votes in the fan vote. I'm not saying the ranking is the same, but let's. Just, I think we're going to hear more about those movies later. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And I have oh, an honorable God. mention. Oh, oh, God. oh, wait. The honorable mention. Uh, I, this is not a, never after. a top three. I had a call timeout. And sorry to interrupt you guys. No, not at all. One the honorable is yours, mention. Sir. How can you not? Stallone's... Oh. Tango and Cash. No. <laughs> Over the, the original, top? No, no. The original Rocky, 1976, 1977, whatever year it was. I was yeah. like 13 or 14 years old. I saw that on a big screen in, in the King's Plaza Cinema in Brooklyn. Anyway, wonderfully written, uh, very compelling, very raw, and very entertaining. From the very first scene when they're, they're boxing in this little... Um, uh, Catholic school yeah. gymnasium. Just a great film. Take us through the rest of the movie. No, I won't okay. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, tell us about the turtles. Tell us Rocky, about the turtles. Rocky did win Best Picture, so it's an honorable mention. Going back to my youth, 
deserving an honorable mention number four. That's it. I'm done. Excellent. Ming. Uh, all right. Number one, I'm going to go with Schindler's List. Okay. Um, all you right. Know, not the most uplifting and, uh, you know, full of joy movie, perhaps. But uh, what Spielberg, it shot in black and white, for God's sakes. And, uh, the, you know, just the emotions of that movie. Um, uh, and not, not one that I rewatch on a constant basis. I hope you haven't seen it a hundred times. No, I haven't. You know, maybe, you know, you catch that once a year if it pops up on TV. But uh, the lovely Suzanne but, also had that tied for number one, by yeah, the way. But, you know, far, you know, it's a great piece of cinematic filmmaking. And that year, I don't think there's any argument that was the best picture. Uh, number two, American Sorry. Beauty. Sam Mendes is uh, American Beauty. Um, I don't know what it was. I related to, to uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, yeah. Okay. Just uh, wow. well, not, not, not now. <laughs> not, not now and not quite like in the movie, but where, where I love that scene. Did where you have a next door neighbor? I, I, or? Thank you. I No, not like that. I love that scene where he's at work. He's like, sure, uh, yeah. I know that you use a credit card to uh, yeah. for on prostitutes. Uh, I want one year's salary and I'm leaving. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Right. I'm going to take charge of my life. I'm not going to let, let my wife push me around. Um, yeah, I was like, man, that's, yes. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that. And number three, Braveheart. Wow. Mel Gibson's, okay. I love that, uh, you know, action suspense. Maybe not quite accurate. Maybe it was. I don't know. I wasn't there. But It's cool um, as heck, though. Especially um, seeing it in the movie theaters, I remember that man. Just you know, who doesn't love a great revenge tale? Yep. And uh, yeah, it's a great movie. And you know, it doesn't have a happy ending, or does it? You know, did he have to sacrifice himself well, to? Uh, I think if you're English, you're probably pretty happy with the end of the movie. But uh, but uh, but but just the, the 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 I mean, the fight scenes alone, the yes. battle scenes alone, uh, would have won best picture. And but, and. and you know, using one of George's criteria, you know, there's lots of great quotes that have come oh from my that God. movie, of course. Oh. Yeah. So, um, I am William Wallace. I'm seven feet tall and I shoot lightning from my arse. You know, and the ci cinematography is wonderful yeah. in that film. Oh, yeah. Almost comparable to that uh, Kevin Costner film, uh, uh, Dancing, Dancing with, with Wolves. Wolves. Yes. Which won Best Picture, by the way? Dancing with Wolves. Dance, Dance with Dancing with Wolves. Did. Do I get I, to I, kill I, the English? Yes, I, yeah. Great quarterback. Dancing great movie, with Mel Gibson. Great movie, good choice. Now, you know, there was an official, unofficial sequel to that movie with uh, with the actor whose name is escaping me at the moment, who played Robert the Bruce in the film. He he, he did, and the movie just came out like three or four years ago. Well, and, Mike, calm down. I said Robert the Bruce. It's okay. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> I was getting up to leave. <laughs> and... Uh, and he, Angus, uh, Angus that's it, Angus McFadden. Yeah. That's exactly right. So good actor. He he reprised the role of Robert the Bruce, you know, because and obviously in the notes that you know did the movie, we understand he would go on to lead the Scottish, uh, to, you know, to a brokered piece. But in any event, Mike, great picks, man, great picks. Thank you, Mike. Your top three right. best best pictures. I'm going to give you my honorable mentions, and go I'm for just going <laughs> to rattle them off. Rattle Stu them Greenberg. Off. I'm sorry, Stu Greenberg. Uh, George said he seems to be killing the English, as in the English language. But oh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> good one, Stu. Good English, Stu. Unforgiven from 1992. Mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood's Tour de Force. It was awesome. Uh, the Sting from 1973. I love me. Some Redford I, and I, Newman. I didn't even know that one best picture. I saw it I on did. the list. I'm like, well, duh. That, of course, that's going to be on Mike's list. Um, Your f favorite film when you were, what, 11? No, I was like, dude, it was... Uh, the Sting you were very young. I was six. Six. Wow. So, yeah. And it was his favorite movie. Yeah. Um, Wise Beyond His Years, Mike. Great cast. 
There's a movie called Forrest Gump, but you can call it Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, Bridge on the River Kwai yes. from 57. Alec Guinness was amazing. And I was very happy. It didn't place overall, but I was very happy that that movie got a couple of votes. In yeah, okay. And Godfather 2. Okay. That's your honorable mentions. Those are my honorable mentions. Interesting. Now, okay. um, my top three, Silence of the Lambs. Number Coming in at number three, Silence of the Lambs. Love that movie. Great movie. Um, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins only was on screen for eight minutes. What? Yes. Wow, I did not know that. Eight minutes of screen time. Oh, my gosh. Time. I've got goosebumps right now. What? Yeah. He That's made it. that much of an impact yeah. in that little screen time. Bam. And right I think there. he won Best Supporting Actor as well. He did. Eight wow. minutes. Best Actor. No, Supporting it Actor. It can't be Actor with that little screen time. Yeah. No, he was uh, best support, best supporting actor. That's awesome. Crazy. Um, I, I love learning things. This is great, buddy. Number two, The Godfather. Uh huh. How can you, The Godfather? Nobody even talked I'm about it. I'm surprised you didn't. I'm know. very Listen, surprised I, that you, young. Man. I have a long list, but I had to go to top three. Okay. And Marlon oh, Brando, sensational in a movie. Al Pacino. Uh, Pacino. I mean, <sighs> Tom Hayden. Yeah. Of course. Robert Duvall in his best turn yeah. since. I don't know. James Conn, To kill a mockingbird. Um, and my the number one. The consummate consigliere. I'm looking exactly. forward to your number one. My number one, and this is, it's bulletproof. You cannot torpedo my number one, Casablanca from 1943. Woo! As classic well, as whoa. it gets. Listen, it is a classic. I've seen it several times, uh, Humphrey mm -hmm. Bogart. But you know what it is? To go back to the time where film was so different, I could have went back to many Brando films and all that. It's a wonderful film, and I agree with you. You could have been, and that was part of your, your homework. You should have gone back. I know, <laughs> but, but, but cinema is made so much with so much greater detail later on, it's that much more captivating. So, I'm gonna let Mike take this. Go ahead, Mike. No, I, I disagree. I think that um, when you're talking about somebody who is on Bogart's level, okay, I mean, he these people were in every move of their bodies, they were acting, yep. and these days, you know, CGI, you get a lot of artifice going, you know, even in uh, Titanic, they had a lot of artifice. That was, it was more the, um, everything around them okay. rather than it, then you've got Bogart, you've got, uh, Peter Laurie, Rick, you've got to hide me. That's I mean, great. for God's sakes, it's Peter Laurie and I, I'm, I stand by my decision. It was a great decision. Thank you. Um, inarguable. We'll get back to that as well. I'm sure. Todd, you're up. Top okay. three best top, pictures. Top three best pictures. So I uh, mistakenly missed the top three preparation for uh, <laughs> for this. So I pulled these out literally since we started this program this okay, evening. Okay, so very well. So you give me a very fresh perspective that you're okay. going to okay. get, uh, and you're also going to get a major hedge. This one's for Ming. I broke these into two into two parts. Okay. I've got a couple best pictures for movies that I personally saw in the theater and mm -hmm. experienced as a part of my. Lifetime, okay. okay, and then a couple from I'll call it uh, back when like classics, classics, sure. Some of which were potentially while I and was alive, but and we say that's for Ming for what reason? Because Ming loves that a top three is going to have seven movies. Oh, of course. In it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It is interesting <laughs> how you mention that, Todd, because it is a different experience seeing a movie on a big too. screen. It, it is. is. 
It, well, uh, the, the three that I'm going to call out, uh, <laughs> I think we're also, I, I had an experience in, in seeing them in the theater. So, uh, so yeah. The, like I'll, when Pee Wee Herman went to the movie theater. Exactly that time. like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. It is that. Gotcha. <clears throat> so, um, so my, my three of olden times, uh, and these these aren't that that long ago, um, but I didn't see them in the. I theater. mean, the '90s were 30 years ago. Indeed, Keep that in mind. Indeed, go um, I've got and and all almost I think everything on my list has been mentioned. Uh, I've got Rocky in there. I think is I'm still floored by the fact that Sylvester Stallone wrote, movie. wrote that movie and won an Oscar for it. Yeah, uh, which I think is just a fantastic accomplishment. I think it 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 holds up. It's insane how slow it feels. Now, if you if you rewatch that movie, he just takes his time in in telling that story and letting you experience life with these characters, uh, who are obviously fantastic characters. Went on to what seven and counting seven or eight other movies. Um, so that one that one's on there. In that the Rocky cinematic universe in, and in, filmed on location in the streets of Philadelphia. And, and he sold his dog. Yeah. Yeah. But. Fear not. Bought him back. Bought, he him, bought him back. back. Got him back. And it was wasn't just that, fantastic. One thing, how about Rocky's humble abode? Remember that little apartment? He it reminds me of <laughs> several of the, the pipe. It reminds me of several, if I'm being honest, of several of the palatial SETI estates. Yeah, it was, it was a SETI compound <laughs> going back to the 70s. Think, think about it. It was a SETI compound going back to the 70s, but mine, mine's been a little better than that. I've Go for also it. got, uh, and these aren't necessarily in order, I apologize, but I've got uh, Godfather, and I'm going to hedge Godfather Part 2. Um, it's fascinating that they you've had two Best Picture winners, I think, within three years um, for the two, an incredible mm-hmm. ac- accomplishment. Two very different movies in terms of the, the, the way they're told, obviously the actors involved, but both uh, incredible. And the third I had in that grouping was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Back, best picture ah, when you I'm and so I were both born. I'm so glad you said that. Excellent 1975. 1975. You got that right. Um, I mean, just at the height of his powers, Nicholson mm-hmm. and uh, owns every second that he's on screen. Um, it's one that I didn't see, obviously, for, for years after it came out, but um, fantastic. A very young Brad Dorf, too. Doc Cochran from, sure. Dead, oh. from Deadwood. Brad, Brad Dorf needs no okay. introduction nor clarification. Danny DeVito. Yeah, Vincent, Danny DeVito, yep. one of the crazies. And Vincent, what about the chief? What about Vincent the chief? Ciavelli. Yes, Ciavelli. yes. Yeah. Looks like he was perfectly made. Oh, my God. Exactly. Yes. He, he's famous for his role on Subway Ghost. Ghost. On yes, Ghost. I knew you were Subway going Ghost. there, brother. My <laughs> train. Remember that? <laughs> Continue okay, talk, so my top talk. three uh, in no particular order for um, uh, current times, having seen in theaters, I've got, and they're, they've all already been mentioned, so I won't go too deep, but uh, I've got Braveheart. I saw that uh, in the theater with, with friend of the podcast, Greg Rosen, in Australia um, when, I, when I lived there briefly. It is, it, you know, we loved it uh, off the bat. I've seen it many more times than any other, I think, best picture on the list. It's okay, one of those more that, than Forrest Gump. I would say, you know, barely just edging out. Okay. I mean, if A Star is Born was eligible no. for this category, there would be a different story. Right. But um, different discussion. No, it's, it's as, you, as you noted, endless, endlessly quotable. Um, yeah. uh, we, a bunch of friends and I did a Braveheart thing for Halloween. One year was just a fantastic Halloween outfit with the face paint. You get the, the woad. Yeah, you get the, you get the, you get the, did you know that the ultimate warrior, the kill? 
got his makeup. Oh. The Ultimate Warrior got his makeup from Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Like, I, did literally? Uh, no, no, I'm pretty sure, sure he predates it. From, yeah. but, pretty sure he predates <laughs> it by about 10 years. But what I was going to say. After he died. So anyway, what? <laughs> Top three fake movie facts. Go. Okay. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, uh, so, uh, it's right here. It's right here. <laughs> Do you remember the Ultimate Warrior? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so second on my list, I've also got Titanic. George, I'll, I'll give He's it to you. He's got it at number two. Titanic. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's just it's just a cl- deeply romantic, classic story. But I'm um, maybe more impressed by the craft with which it's told. I thought James Cameron just owns uh, the the, yeah. the the construction of it as a movie. I love the fact that in the first twenty minutes or so, he breaks down no pun intended, how the whole crash yeah. and the and the breaking of the ship and everything is going to happen with the scene with Bill Paxton yep, and everything yep, else. Yep. So that when you get to the drama of that going down, you're able to focus on the characters and not thinking on how did it sink and what part's happening. You, you're kind of tracking to that because of how he set it up. How about the technical achievement, the last 90 minutes occurring in real, in real time, time, paralleling what did actually happen with the Titanic. Indeed, and it and it's fascinating to me. You've got uh, in the news these days um, news of Avatar two on its way out through five sometime in the near well two coming within the next couple of years through five coming in you know whatever. I've never seen one. (laughs) I just went to uh, Disney experience the whole Avatar world. We'll save that for another for another podcast. But um, the people you know giving him a hard time saying who wants who wants Avatar you know whatever. I mean the last thing you want to do is bet against. James Cameron. Yeah, I know. When the last two movies you've made become the most the highest the highest grossing movies of all time, you get a little bit of the benefit of doubt from my. Uh, when it takes my, Avengers Endgame being a limited release, uh, re-release, with, beat it. With, yes. When it would amounted to I think ninety <laughs> seconds of additional footage uh, to to break the record. Yeah, you're you're, you're not wrong there. And and then, then, yes, sir. It, it gives me great joy the fact that you, in your turn took the time oh, to elaborate on the brilliance of James Cameron in the movie because think about it. You don't get many films like that that amid the, the tragedy and the significance of an actual event, you got a crazy, ridiculously mad, crazy love story. Don't forget about Billy Zane. And Billy, Billy Zane. Zane. Yeah. Fantastic turn All right, so Billy listen, Zane. before Third? I get... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, you, no, I had one more. but I, I, I thought you were up to nine, but go ahead, continue. <laughs> The third was Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> so that's oh, both yeah. of you guys had that on your list, I think. So the, the only thing I'll say about that one is uh, I recall seeing it you know, in New York City, leaving the theater and going on the seven train to go home and literally looking around at everyone on the train trying to figure out was who, was a, who was a serial killer. I would, <laughs> that, that movie just got into my bones from the moment I saw it. It was like, this is, this is serious business. And I do want to correct uh, Anthony Hopkins. Best actor winner for his 16 minutes in Silence oh, My apologies. 16 Whoa. minutes. Whoa. Was there Still. an extended edition that we don't know about here? Okay. So the director's cut. Out of two cut. hours. That's, that's right. 60 minutes. All right. But no, my, 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 the thing I want, more wanted to correct was not Best Supporting Actor. He gets credit for Best Actor and won the Oscar for it. Well, he earned it. For, yeah, for appearing in only a fraction of the movie. There it's, you go. It's one of uh, very few films that, have, that won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Actress, and Best Actor. Uh, there are a lot That's of times that's your five right there. Don't even get nominated in two or three of those categories. It's a very, very short list. Five. That's a very sure list. If they've got Nelton John to do the um, <laughs> the song, and, and, or, or, or Bobby Lopez. It. Very last line <laughs> of the movie: "I'm having a friend for dinner." That's a, oh, good, good, good call. And do you know who the friend was? Do you remember? 
Uh, it was his doctor. Correct. correct. Absolutely. The psychiatrist. So, so a couple of things. Uh, uh, Athena's chiming in with her own. She's saying, Amadeus, great movie with Tom Hulse, underrated. Uh, big Tom was a big fan of Mozart, uh, as, he, as, as among other things he was big fans of. So we watched that movie a ton growing up. Good pick by Athena. As well, she rounds it out with The Godfather and Out of Africa. Honorable mention, The English Patient and Rain Man. So I don't know if she's trolling us with The English Patient. <laughs> Largely believed to be the worst Best Picture winner of all time. So, lovely Suzanne saying, two votes for Braveheart, none for Gladiator. She's not happy about that. And Paula voted. It's just saying George. So I don't know if this is George? a friend of yours. Who's that? Yeah, okay. I don't know, but she's happy to Paula, see Paula, how are you? We'll throw some you know out to that. And friend of the What's pro- the question? What's friend the of question? the program, Nick Franco, wants to know when are they going to make Titanic 2? All right. So so I'll give mine and then we'll get right no, to what you... What was the question? Was there was no question. It just says George. Just says George. Hey, what's going on hey, there? How do you say there? How's it going? What's up there? Take care. Brush your hair. Here's the top three that I, as I see it. Okay. 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 I actually don't have any honorable mentions, but I do have a tie for number three. Okay. okay. 1986's Platoon. Okay. Mm. Uh, I was uh, a young, I guess a preteen actually when I saw it. I was like 11 or 12. Uh, and, um, and Sergeant Elias played by Willem Dafoe. And of course you had the young Charlie Sheen. Uh, you had a young uh, uh, Kevin Dillon. Uh, just, and of course Tom Berenger. Just an absolutely amazing film. It affected me very, very deeply as a kid. Up until then, I had always like, you know, I want to be a soldier. You know, that's what you want to do. You're playing, you know, whatever it is, cowboys and Indians or cops and robbers or soldier. But what, but that movie really showed me this is not something that I want to do. Uh, and, and, and it was really showed the dark side of war there. Uh, and I'm put that as a tie for me. Number three is a more recent movie, much more recent, 2013, which was, um, I say much more recent. It's already seven years old. Wow. We're moving quickly here. But anyway, it's 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. I don't know who here has seen it. Uh, um, uh, directed by Steve McQueen. No, not that one. Uh, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, which is how I'm going to pronounce it. Sure. Uh, has a tour de force performance, in my opinion. Um, we've got uh, we've got great supporting roles. Uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um a strangely non-comedic appearance by SNL's Taron Killam. Um, uh, Paul Dano uh, also has another great role in that, and he, he is always great going back to uh, There Will Be Blood. So anyway, that, those are my number three. It, it tied Platoon and 12 Years a Slave. Uh, so they won in 86 and uh, 2013, 2013, 2013, respectively. Okay, now, my number two. Some, some of the, a movie that none of you have said. Uh, I think I could be wrong. My research did not extend this far, but I believe this is the first Best Picture winner directed by a woman, Catherine Hardwick's *The Hurt Locker*. *The mm. Hurt Locker* with Jeremy Renner, and wow, this is a war movie. Okay, George, if you haven't seen it, I really recommend you to watch it. I have it. Anthony Mackie's supporting roles. You've got two of the Avengers right there, Hawkeye and Falcon, although this predates their Avenging days. Uh, Guy Pearce in a supporting role. And uh, a really gripping modern-day war movie told concurrently with the war it was depicting, the Iraq War. What year did it win best? 2009. 2009. uh, 
Uh, what do you have? I have 10, but I think this list that I'm looking at is when the Oscars aired. So it came uh, out yeah, in 2009. Yeah, I, I think it's 2009. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My number one, I think it was just mentioned by Michael, as potentially an honorable mention. 1992's Unforgiven. For mm. me, this is the be all and end all. This is the best, best picture, and it may just simply be the best picture. Uh, got the occasion, well, to, yeah, by, by default. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, saw it numerous times in the theater. Saw it, uh, Todd, at least there. two of those with you yep. uh, in the U.S. in English, and then uh, we were over in Italy, so he watched it in Italian as well with English subtitles. Uh, but uh, talk about going back to the roots of uh, <laughs> yeah, Eastwood exactly, westerns. Exactly, it was very meta. You guys were sitting the in the theater spaghetti together? western thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 were, we were sitting in the theater together. No, yeah. no, I'm in, in Italy, you said? In yeah. Italy. Oh, yeah. what, did you share popcorn? Sure. Okay. Pop, okay. Pop no, that's an intimate relationship, <laughs> even with guys. Actually, you're going to learn something right now. In Italy, there's no popcorn in the movies. It's gelato. Wow. So, yeah, and we did share. Cappuccino, gelato, and, uh, and pasta. So, so, so this, this is What's the movie that brought policy. certainly to my attention. Wonderful film, by the way. What a director Clint Eastwood can be. Now, obviously, he's since gone on mm -hmm. to direct many other amazing films to to numerous accolades. But, but you know, th th this is the ultimate Western right there. So you're going to take a genre that's, I'm, I'm going to say uniquely American, okay? Now, obviously, since then, it's been exported into Italy, spaghetti Westerns. There's an entire subgenre of Australian Westerns, and, and many of them are phenomenal movies by the way nick cave just did one a couple of years ago the names escaped me but it was great but in any event the western itself is an american genre and to me this is the 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 when i say ultimate i don't mean like the ultimate warrior like the best i mean ultimate as in final you know if if they hadn't made a western since then it ended on a high note now, of course there have been some great ones since then appaloosa was great open range was great red then, rock west um that's the bar on the west side, the biker bar we used to go to. That's for it's sure. the name of the Nick Cage movie. Okay. Nick, Nick Cave? Cage. I, I said Nick Cave. He oh, made even an, better. He made an Australian Western. But but <laughs> it's it, nothing wrong with anything Nicholas Cage, although he didn't make any of these lists. So anyway, that's my top three. Platoon and 12 Years a Slave. I've got an important Nick Cage update. Then Hurt we'll, we'll, Locker. We'll, we'll get to then it. Unforgiven. <laughs> Let me reveal the fan vote, Excellent. okay? Uh, the proposition. So... Sorry, keep going. Yes, that is the movie. Yeah. That, that's, that's the film. Thank you, thank you for Nick Cave, not Nick Cage. Okay, so we're going to give you a countdown here Rocking of the top news. eight leading into our top three. Okay. okay. So coming in at eighth place with eight votes. Eighth place with eight votes, Titanic. Okay. Wow, eighth place. Yeah, I'm sorry. Buddy. That's, that's... But one of those our votes... Our viewers count, need to... Did you, you count know, our votes? It depends how well, many George's was 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 part of it. Gio, you know this is all subjective, right? Yeah, everybody's entitled <laughs> to their opinion. Official but rankings. you assholes are wrong. Every, no, no. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but if, are, if they, took, if they okay. took one hundred thousand movie buffs, seasoned movie buffs, even with years behind them, eighty-five to ninety thousand of the hundred, or ninety percent or so, <coughs> would choose Titanic as a top three minimally. You can do, okay. you can can do you eight or nine out of ten. Can you explain the math on that yeah. for me? It's a great film. <laughs> uh, I, I, 
not sure how that works. But anyway, let's get to our Keep vote. On Keep and, and sometimes, sometimes there were great films like As Ming. You had on. mentioned Ming had mentioned the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, great film. Not only a wonderfully acted film, directed film, wonderfully made film, yeah. compelling. Uh, just everything about the movie is fabulous. Based it on a true story. Win. It didn't yeah, even win. Actually, actually, can I do a quick aside? Quick aside. It should have won. Quick aside. But it Christ- lost to a Christmas better- gift in the Kokosa household. Blockbuster, the board game. I love the conceit. Oh. It's all about these different movies. You have to get yeah. the people on your team to guess a movie using different clues. You can either give one word, you can give a quote from the film, or you can wordless act out a charade from the movie. Fantastic. If one, the movie was Shawshank Redemption, what one word would you say? Hope. No. Prison. Correct. Thank you. So Michael got it. That's yeah. the, if you just say prison, what movie are you going to say besides <clears throat> Shawshank Redemption? And certainly you have 30 seconds. So if you gave another guess, it's like... Alien 3? Alien Cubed. Cubed. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you going to say, Todd, before I continue? I just give a shout out. It'll, I'm sure, hopefully, it'll come out in your list. One that I uh, should have recognized, and I'm surprised none of us did. No Country for Old Men. Is uh, just well, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Uh, I had a little issue. And with how, about, and, uh, how can about you flip back so we can see some of the comments? I, Man, go ahead. I was just speaking of the Shawshank Redemption because I didn't another movie that did not win. Oh, so we're, we're going to do a whole different wait, top wait, three right wait, now. Wait, time out. It's a phenomenal film for those in our audience that haven't seen it yet. Sean Penn in Mystic River. Mystic River is a ridiculously wonderful film. Of course. I thought about uh, him. Sean Penn Robbins does a great job. But yeah. uh, speaking of Shawshank, you just said Tim. Um, Tim Robbins does does make. Do me a favor, crack this bad boy open. Before I get to what our second beer was, I want to finish this top yeah, three that. from that the audience. The we'll With nine votes coming in seventh place, Casablanca, previously ah. mentioned. With jump up to eleven votes coming in sixth place, Schindler's List. Only one vote separates it from our fifth place winner with twelve. That is Forrest Gump. One more vote to get to fourth place. Just outside our top three, ladies and gentlemen, with 13 votes. The Godfather. Okay? My very young Francis Ford Coppola. Okay, now let's get to our actual top three. One more vote takes up to 14 votes. In third place, the best picture winner of... 1975, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's oh, Nest. Hey! Nice. Jump up three votes to 17, coming in second place, a movie we spent a lot of time speaking about, Silence of the Lambs. And here's what I would have to call a surprise. Coming in first place with 23 votes, so that's a significant jump from the second place winner. The movie that probably would have also won had we said best sequels of all time, The Godfather 2. Godfather 2 came on the point blank fan, viewer, listener poll as the number one movie with 23 votes, The Godfather 2. George! You never go against the family. Listen, you never go against the family, George. The Italians, the movie is a wonderful film. 1974, I believe it was a year after The Godfather, uh, maybe 75. I think two years. Yeah. I saw that movie on the big screen with mom and dad, believe it or not. Listen to this. I was a child. I was 12. And they covered my face because there was one scene in the movie (laughs) 
where a woman is exposing her breasts. Just one scene. She was beautiful. But I was a kid. I was 12 years old. 12 oh, thank years God. Old. I'd hate to think she was a dog. No. no. But seriously, it's a, <laughs> it's a great movie. I would have endorsed it. I've seen it many, many times. But like I said, cinema has evolved. There's so much more that is brought to the, to the theater these days, you know? And it, movie making is just different these days. Todd, do you have a list? Did either The Shining or Clockwork Orange win Best Picture? Uh, not that no. I am aware, but I'll okay. double check. Because we do nah. have Suzette Yvonne Devine film. saying, hey, you guys haven't picked any Stanley Kubrick films. I just don't I know, know that the they Cooper. were qualified. No, there was only a the couple. The 2001? No. No. Oh, this um, is ridiculous. Dr. We're going to get to that in a second. Dr. Strangelove was nominated but didn't win. Oh, okay. Or how I. Uh, who are to learn to stop worrying about exactly. exactly. Great bomb, movie, yeah. Peter Sellers. Um, okay. Yeah, so, no. guys, they didn't. Okay, just want to make sure. So, Suzette, don't blame us. Blame, blame the, the Academy. Academy. And by the there way, the Academy, one thing the Academy does never honor, and you guys can vouch for this. We'll vouch. Comedies. Comedies never make Best Picture. No. Only a few. I was hoping Jim one of the Harris, greatest, me, myself, and Irene Remember I talked about this? If we remade it, one of the greatest comedies of all time i've seen it numerous times but many people this day and age haven't it's a mad 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 world hey this is it i don't want you to give it away last don't talk about it because we heard there was interest last time you spoke about here about remaking it some mutant in los angeles in a bedroom southern california (laughs) Is gonna is taking your idea, George. If we They're write the furiously remake, writing the with, remake with the talent did, that's out there today, if we write the remake and we just, cast it right, George, say no more. You're putting the idea in people's heads, yeah, George. They redid it uh, with Seth Green. What? Did a version of oh it. My yeah, God. It's, folks, Doc, those of you out there, you, listen. You don't have to be in your fifties like me, but if you haven't seen this movie. Buy it on demand, get the DVD, whatever you got to oh. do. Be isolated. Don't be distracted and just take it You know, it another, in. another one just to throw out there, The Vanishing. Have you seen The Vanishing? Vanishing. Oh. <laughs> okay. Dr. Strangelove, 2001. No, sorry. Do- oh. Dr. Strangelove, Clockwork Orange, Barry Lyndon, yeah. all nominated for Best Picture, all losers. Oh. Best Director nomination for <clears throat> Dr. Strangelove, 2001, Clockwork Orange, and Barry Lyndon. He did not win any of those. So he, they, he, all he, of his films, he won <clears throat> Best Special Visual Effects for 2001, A Space Odyssey. Interesting. Remember, there's no fighting in the war room. Nick Franco reminded us of that. Guys, we got to move on to our next Yeah, segment. but Todd brought up The Vanishing. Oh. Let me just tell the, the, our audience, you know, a very compelling <laughs> Did uh, show Todd here. bring it no, up? No, we're good, we're good, we're good. We th- talked wait, about that in the past. 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Okay. 15. 15. Vanishing. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges is an absolute lunatic in the movie, and Sandra Bullock is this young kid. Just watch the movie. What happens to her in the movie is just ridiculously sickening. The Vanishing. Five-word review, The Vanishing. Go. Five, five words. Five words. Compelling, ridiculous, maniacal, must-see. Very oh, good. Thank you. Ah, I did it. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to do it. Five. He did do it. Okay. Guys, let's talk about this second movie. Yeah, this is I'm sorry. This is delicious. Talk, well, before we get to that, let's talk about the second beer we drank. Okay? Todd, it was, I want to say 2016. When sure. did Beyonce get into the Hall of Fame? Oh, well, shit. That's, uh, I have no idea. We went up to Cooperstown. To, to, oh, Piazza. I thought you said Beyonce. Or her too. Yeah. yeah, I thought you said Beyonce too. Uh, so uh, what Hall of Fame? No, what listen, are you talking I, I, about? I, I, 
two or three of these double-digit ABV beers, and I might have said Beyonce. Well, Beyonce gets in, Barry Bond should get in, so should Let's Pete Let's talk Rose, about but... best pitcher. By the way, Beyonce is no Gaga. Actually, actually, I think it might have even been 2015. I could be off here. But we went up to Cooperstown to uh, to celebrate, to commiserate, the and commemorate the the <laughs> induction of Mike Piazza to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Let's go Mets. With the proviso. That when and if Derek Jeter was elected, we would do a return trip. Obviously, I went for your Met person. We'll come for the Yankee person. So we went up there. While we were there, we did a few other activities, including visiting Brewery Omegang. Brewery Omegang, an American brewery located in New York State that imported their family's Belgian yeast strain from Belgium and have been propagating it here for decades. In addition to making some of the most amazing beers in the world, Free Philosopher is one of them, and I believe that was a gift from Todd sure. to me the last time he was here in town. Um, they got the rights to make these Game of Thrones beers. They got the license, and they've done a you know, great job. And even just one episode ago when I talked about the best beers I had you know, during 2019, one of them was a Game of Thrones beer, which was called Fire and Blood. This one is called For the Throne. So, uh, do we remember what else was called For the Throne? Do you remember that? Negative. Okay. For the Throne was the mixtape album of all the hip-hop songs inspired by Game of Thrones. So, <laughs> but anyway, well, uh, so I was going to say this is a golden ale, co-fermentable, blah, 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 but it's time for the hypervision. You're going to have to read those for me. You got it. We've got a golden ale co-fermented with Pinot Grigio and Voignier grape juice. Serve at 40 degrees Fahrenheit, Brewery on McGann, Cooperstown, New York. We got an ABV reading on that? This is... Uh, it was light action. Let's see. Not on the front there. Hold on. For, for the throne. For the throne. Oh, here it is. 9.5% oh. on the side. Oh, that was ketchup. Truly an ale fit for royalty. Not 9 point... 9.5. Okay, so just a tad under 10%. So I don't want to belabor the, belabor the obvious. Obviously, it's a golden ale. Uh, so my description of it, you know, I'll have to adapt because I was about to say golden in color, light in body, but very, very uh, 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 flavorful. Mm -hmm. So when they say co-fermented, okay, they're using multiple yeast strains. So you've got this, this Pinot Grigio. It's amazing. And grape juice? Bonnier grape juice, yep. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. So it, you know, it's funny you say that the 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 flavorful and, and being a little bit lighter. There, it's there's a there's a note here about it having a secondary fermentation with champagne yeast uh -huh. to achieve its sparkling effervescence. I definitely felt that it's uh it is a, it's a it's a lighter beer and had a little bit of that kind of fruity light um, champagne feel to it, but still a little bit of uh, of meat so it was it was good. so it's funny do they actually use the word effervescence on here or Indeed. no yes okay so i'm glad they do because then i don't feel bad we've been using that in some of our marketing as well we did uh we did one version of our gooseberry okay with ross, and i say we we mean ross brewing which is our gooseberry goza goza being a german sour style we gooseberry is, is a fruit they grow in a few states including new jersey so we did a gooseberry goza but we used gooseberries and raspberries but then we use the champagne yeast to, to, to give off that effervescence. I've, I've mentioned it before on the air here. Uh, you know, my mother-in-law, Deborah, uh, beautiful woman, great woman. She, she, she does not drink beer. She abhors beer. Uh, uh, she eschews beer. And, and she and was absolutely won over by this beer to the point that she had two and then three 
Whoa. at our tasting party, and I attributed it to the champagne yeast. And so the fact that they were doing it here, I didn't realize that was it, although we were detecting it. Uh, Ming, we're already on to beer number three in our cup, but do you remember beer number two when we drank it? Yes, I do. It, uh... Okay, Ming still has a little bit oh, less. He's still working it. I do. Well, I'm getting over the stomach flu, so I can't be like pounding. You have diarrhea? I did have a lot of diarrhea. I knew there was diarrhea. something wrong when his face was Sparkling wasn't effervescence okay. will straighten you I'm out. I'm feeling Don't much better right it. now. Yeah, I rallied. I had a beer tonight. Excellent. I just want you guys to know the sacrifice. We appreciate that it. I went diarrhea. Through and, the, uh, and the number of pairs of underwear I went you through. You built but... this entire <laughs> studio with the flu. Well, no, that was as of two days ago. But anyways. Okay. Uh, yeah, see, whatever this, the effervescence you mentioned, uh, yes. I had no idea there's a thing called champagne yeast. Oh, yeah, sure. They make yeah. champagne with it, too. I had no idea. I just thought some monk just uh, spilled <clears throat> sugar into uh, I love it. the wine vat, and that's how it happened. But I had no, that's, uh, this uh, is amazing. Um, is this attributed to any house in Game of Thrones? This particular or, one is not. There's a okay. substantial verbiage on the back in the form of a paragraph that of we won't course, be reading okay. Marketing, at but this yes. time. Yes. But um, but uh, they, they've come out with just a whole mess of great beers yeah. under that game. I mean, oh, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, solid oh, for sure. You know yeah. it's going to be solid to begin with. Yeah. You know, George, this is a good opportunity for us to mention. Yeah. Where are we broadcasting from tonight? It's not the A Shared Universe podcast studio, but where are we? We are live. Live. Asbury Park, New Jersey, down the shore, wonderful brand new studio of the shared universe on the boardwalk, no less. No, quite literally, literally. on Wh the boardwalk. Literally on the boardwalk. Uh, not a, a nice weather night, yeah, that's, but that's, still, that's we're the right ocean here. Out there. You can't see it. Uh, Asbury Park, that, and should I turn folks, off the lights? folks, just a stone's throw yeah. away from the stone pony. A pony's throw away. A pony's throw away to the stone pony where Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Made his debut. Does the phrase greetings from Asbury Park mean anything absolutely, to you? Absolutely, absolutely. And this is a wonderful town, too. Good people. A lot of nice places. A lot of fun. Oh. Uh, summer in Asbury Park these days yeah. is pretty fun. You take, out, you take the Ross Brewing surfboard out, you have a good time. Okay. They were, I, mean, I don't think everybody's seen it. Hold on a second. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, bring geez. it over, man. Uh -oh. Look at this, guys. Isn't that gorgeous? Ross Brewing... Uh, yeah, throw a couple of fins on there. You could go come ride down a couple. A little, come you, down a little. You'll catch, catch a couple waves. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. the, no, he's good. He's and, good. His right, son, got and by the way, Ming has really adorned this new studio. Appointed. 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 Folks, folks the shared universe studio is located, I believe, in the wonderful city of Red Bank, New Jersey. Eatontown. 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 Red Bank. One half of the other, but that's corporate headquarters. This brand new studio, and I was intrigued when I got here because I had to literally cross the street, Ocean Boulevard, yeah, and walk onto the boardwalk. So uh, it's a fun place to be. I'm happy to be here. Don't Guys, to real be. quick, just tell us a little bit about what this studio is. Uh, Man, go to town. Yeah, this is the uh, shared universe uh, Asbury Park boardwalk location. It's a pop up location because once the summer rolls around. Uh, uh, corporations with millions of dollars will be moving in here. And they'll be throwing which, uh, our asses out, our penniless asses yes. out. Out on the street. No, out uh, on the boardwalk. This is a, this is a true testament that, you know what, if, uh, if you see something, ask. ask. Be bold. Ask the question. And uh, I noticed there is a vacant storefront on the Asbury Park boardwalk. The people who developed the boardwalk wanted to start a podcast. We had a meeting about where that podcast could go in the direction. Mm -hmm. They took me for the uh, tour of this building, which is called the Fifth Avenue Pavilion. Yeah. 
Uh, there are a number of restaurants and retail locations here. But on the top, I don't know if you gentlemen noticed, there's an amphitheater. Mm. Big, uh, amazing, beautifully appointed amphitheater. But uh, I noticed the space was vacant. Uh, the next day, I was like, hey, what are you guys doing with that space until the summer tenants moved in? Would there be a possibility of opening up a, po a pop-up podcast it. studio here? And, uh, and I, uh, I put together a pitch, put together mock-ups of what it could look like and what we would do with it. And, uh, and they said yes. And uh, a week That's ago it. today, they handed me the keys. And uh, I've been moving, you know, we've been moving you stuff got, in you here. You got this place put together since. pretty darn quickly. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not as appointed as, say, our other two studios in Eatontown. But uh, it was funny. I'm digging through storage. I was like, man, we have, we, have, we have enough stuff to deck out like five studios. We do. So, it's horrible. Yeah. This is true. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, I brought it over some of my favorite pieces, uh, the Captain America shield yep. from our friend at Ooh. Shield Labs, which is over there. Boom. Um, we, we, we got to have the required the Funkos I mean, right here. I is mean, the camera? Yeah, show we got that. the Funko and Pop figures. You Bruce Lee picture. Uh, yeah, my, uh, Mike just gifted me a, a Bruce Lee wow. frame photo yeah. over there. That's and, Christmas. And of course, uh, uh, I, I've, I've had this beautiful uh, 13, uh, like 13 by 19 uh, image of Stan Lee. They're all boss there, Toddy. Yep, that he signed for Man. me uh, at Emerald City Comic Con in 2017. Uh, it's been in my closet until just a few days ago. And, uh, I, you know, Are you kidding me? Yeah, nice piece of the room. I just, uh, you know, I, I, I needed somewhere to put it. The other two studios were filled, and as you've seen, there's a tribute to Stanley in every room that we've opened. Yeah, of course. But uh, I think this one looks. All right, really I'm going to get here. this on the record and on the air. Ming, I yes. hope you live another 65 years. At Thank a, you. At a minimum. Thank you. If there's an untimely uh, in, in, event that would cause that not to happen. I just want you to think of me when you're putting your last will and testament <laughs> together on that particular piece okay, right there. Okay, you got it. Okay, all righty. Uh, guys, we're going to forego social media follows of the week. Okay. We're going to forego any of the mini games that we would ordinarily do. <laughs> we're going to get right into parting shots. And uh, as your opportunity, anything that you have on your mind, anything you want to get off your chest, anything that you want to promote, anything at all, Gio, you're sitting in for Mo tonight. We appreciate that you were able to come up here at the last minute, brave the rain, brave the reckless drivers, and come up here. And, and brave the deltoid. Uh, oh, my the, gosh. The, 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 yeah, the, I, I, the, the pulsating Part of my deltoid. body was vibrating. It was pulsating out of my arm. I, I, George, I you make part of my body pulsate every time I see you. <laughs> well, uh, that's. Uh, I appreciate a, the thought, actually. Whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and you start us off with parting shots. Anything you want, my oh, friend. Parting shots. Okay. Uh, first things first. Um, uh, what should I do? I got to say something gaga, right? Folks, if you're parting shot, if you follow me on Facebook or uh, on Instagram, just appreciate what I share regarding um, Stephanie German Otter and Lady Gaga. I mean, she's a, oh, that sounds like two different people. However, it's one and the same. That's right. A brilliant talent. Just gravitate towards what she offers and who she stands for. And the fact that she uses her fame to make change in life. She's a really a wonderful human being and just a, an amazing talent. So uh, on that, uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to a wonderful 2020. Mo, if you're watching, uh, God bless you, you and your family. I hope things work out. Our uh, thoughts are with you. Uh, yeah, my, our thoughts are with Always. you. I, I, I kind of wish you were here tonight, but like I said, there are priorities in life. And uh, 
Folks, since I talked about driving before, really, if you got somewhere to go, 10, mile an hour, 10 miles an hour doesn't make a difference. Just take it easy. and Don't be reckless. Make better decisions and be safe. Be safe. Well, I was you know, telling John on the way over here, you mentioned that uh, my three-year-old daughter, Phoebe, <laughs> for some reason, maybe you've been talking to her, her new pet phrase is be safe. So every time I, I put her to bed, I read her a story, close, turn off the lights, say goodnight, I love you. She says, I love you, Daddy. Be safe. Yeah. So you know, she, <laughs> and it, it really can, by the way, by the way, you know, it carries what, so what much. What's that? Hold on, no, keep Is going, that No, we'll come back to that. It, what, one of the things I wanted to mention, I have two kids now that are licensed drivers. And whenever I see somebody making poor decisions out there, being reckless, like, like tonight, poor visibility, miserable night, raining, missing, pissing all over the place. Whoa. Take it easy. I worry about my kids being part of that environment because they're new drivers. Yeah. And they have to make split decisions. I've been driving since I'm 18. I'm an old guy now. Yeah. So those are the things. And, you know, how often do we see a memorial set up on the side of the road? Horrible. Uh, you know, it's, it's terrible how many people are lost. Tomorrow's never promised. So the bottom line is my message I'm delivering is just simply take it easy. You'll get where you're going in one piece. And stop causing havoc for Drive 55, arrive alive. This is not my parting shot, but I'm just going to mention this real quick before we throw it over to Todd. I was driving north on the Garden State Parkway the other day in an effort to get to New York so I could sell Ross beer all over that beautiful state. It's coming to this state very soon. And uh, I was stuck in traffic on Garden State Parkway north between exits 117 and 120 for over an hour to traverse three miles. Now, why? Car, police car after fire, you know, after after ambulance pass, pass, you know, obviously there's an accident. When I got up to it, nasty sight. Car fully inverted, just like uh, uh, Tom Cruise's Maverick, uh, and, and so upside down. And um, I, I can't even want to say this. Then in the street, white blanket with body underneath. Okay. Very, very, you know, what just happened? So the next day we found out the accident. It was the the former mayor of Woodbridge. Uh, He he got into this accident. He was horribly maimed. His wife died during the accident. So uh, my point is, you know, especially as you get up to those higher speeds, to your point, George, each additional MPH is is magnifying the impact of any potential accident you're going to have. Uh, so your message is one that's well received. Thank you for uh, for coming on. We want you to drive safely on your way back you know home. How the uh, the highways oftentimes the little electrical electronic signs. Yeah, they'll start to get a little humorous to get people to pay attention. Like don't text and drive kind of. Yeah, stuff. put your phone there down. There was one out in out in Chicago recently over the over the holidays. Cousin Eddie says the Twitter is full. Put your phone. Uh, put your phone down. I, I like uh, that. Mm. that one. That one got me. I think the one I saw was a uh, baby Yoda rides in a car seat. So it should no, be really? Yeah. Get where, out of where here. Where was I when I saw that? I can't remember, but it was. That's funny, man. Yeah, I remember that one. Todd, why don't you take us through your parting shot? Okay. Well, I'll just say this is a this was a delightful surprise. I wasn't expecting to be here to be here in in uh, Asbury Park on the boardwalk. I wasn't expecting to be in person. This all came together in the past twenty four hours, and I certainly wasn't expecting to be sitting across from. <laughs> One George Setti. So 
Uh, it's good to whoever see whoever is, whoever is, and mm. I apologize, my apologies in advance, to whoever is. Um, no, it's great to see you, my man. It's good to uh, to, to see you guys, and and best of luck with whatever this place brings Thank you, you. In addition to the the new facility. Thank you very much. While I do have you, George, one thing I'll say: I was going through my notes from the last time you were on. I had a handful of odds and ends <laughs> and things that that I just didn't get a chance to get to because we ran out of time it, it's for some reason ming cuts us off at two and a half hours so um, and we never even talked about the nfc and afc uh, championship let's, games all right let's let, just briefly okay 45 no, you finish your 25 35 minutes on each go <laughs> go just keep going. so i had one literally three words i asked i asked ming to to pull them up uh in the google searches gaga stage fall now this is something that happened a month or two ago, I want to make sure, George, was this you in a Lady Gaga concert? <laughs> right off the stage. No, and I was Dang. deeply concerned. Gaga falls off stage yeah. after fan dropped that her. That was Are a you fan, the fan who had the privilege the fan, of holding yes. Stephanie. Picks her up. Yeah. Does a little dance with her. And oh, yeah. falls off the right. stage. Neither one of them were injured, Dang. but man, did he blow it. Look at this. Look at the opportunity he had. I'm going to go on. And I was deeply I'm, concerned I'm for go Gaga. On yeah. And say, can you imagine if that was me? That even at your advanced age, okay, <laughs> given your gym routine and impeccable physique, that absent <laughs> a spontaneous deltoid eruption, there's no way they you would have dropped that. A, a billion to one shot that I dropped Gaga in that moment. He Impossible. never does remember leg day, though, so that could be a problem. <laughs> could be a problem. I think if but talk, got Gaga talk about a fortuitous a, fan with her legs wrapped around him, he would have turned around and run the other direction right off the back of the back. Ming, did the folks see that? We never did would you... have seen her again. They, they saw it. Yes, I had it up on the screen. Okay. Okay. Yes. That, that's. I mean, and you're sure she's okay, George? Yeah, she's fine. She's Looks like and, a nasty fall. George. And you know what? She was, she was as as genuine as you can imagine. She apologized and she got she, back up she there. She apologized. What did she do? Yeah, she, she didn't do nothing. Because she wrapped her legs around the guy. And, you know, it was why should you be sorry about oh, that? You're saying he was so titillated that he had no choice but to... He weakened in the moment. He was titillated. Ooh, He's he a fool. He weakened in the moment. Both How of them need, need to be smooth. Think about this. You have an opportunity to have Lady Gaga while performing, wrapping herself around you. Grinding against and, you. Yeah, right? and you just collapse. George... Biggest fail ever. I'm pretty sure you would have collapsed in that uh, but, moment as well. I don't no, I don't think so. George, George was like looking at that guy going, you mother. <laughs> How dare you I, drop. Don't you dare. First off, you touched my gaga. <laughs> then you dropped my gaga. And he could have seriously damaged uh, your gaga. It, it could He's, have been devastation. It I'm surprised. Devastation. Total devastation. That you well, haven't... thankfully, everyone made it out all right. Excellent. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, thank Todd. you. That was good. Thank yes. you for, uh, for for coming out. and Always a pleasure. So, no. policeman, if if that guy ever goes missing or dies... Now we know. Now, now we know who did it. It's, it's on the record. It's all good. Love it's, is love, right, buddy? It's all good. Michael, your parting shot, my friend. Gentlemen, thank you for coming down. And I want to give props to Mr. Ming Chen over here. Mm. This, uh, a shared universe pop-up studio... His brainchild, this is glorious. I, I mean, agree. we yeah. were down here on Sunday. We were doing a, uh, a new podcast that we, we do. Yeah. And um, Which I Give it a plug. Give it a plug. Thank you. Go for it. Uh, if, you, if you like uh, really crappy commentary to your favorite 80s movies, yes. listen to Jack Acid Flashback. Uh, we've done two. Two episodes far. in. We're, we've done The Karate Kid, and we've also done Roadhouse. So, nice. and awesome. upcoming cocktail.
Yeah, yeah buddy. Like, We'd love to invite you guys to do one yes. as well. Yeah, sure, we'll yes. join. Make a movie. We would love the it. first one you did with Ready, Set, Review, right, our buddies? We did, yeah. The past two, yes. Oh, yeah. right. oh, the second one, too? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, right. we'd love to, you know, we'd yeah, love to have a rotating cast for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, get some um, varying viewpoints for sure. And we'd love to talk about your favorite, mm-hmm. uh, your favorite no movie, sh- no shorter or, and, or maybe your most hated movie that too. That would be even because better because both you'll know very well. So, yeah. and, and to echo the effect, you know, Ming, this is wonderful vision. It's a Thank ridiculously you. crazy location. Uh, yes, it is. And I, I, I wish you the location. best. I hope you have some. Thank uh, you. you. know, great gatherings and podcasts over the next month or two. I have no doubt that. And who knows? I just, who knows? That's you never the know. right answer right there. You, you, don't, you don't know. You never know. You, you may know. take it you into the summer know. where there's thousands of people on this boardwalk and you'll be rocking in the studio. Well, most of them will be peeing on the window. Listen, but that's about... The poss- oh, I have the, the possibilities. Take it. That's the fine. possibilities <laughs> are limitless. And by the way, we never talked about the Super Bowl or championship games. Next yeah. week, maybe? We'll I'll have come you back. back. We'll, we'll have, have you back. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. We got time. Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. We got time. If you want to have as much fun as we did tonight, go to com or follow ashareduniverse on social media. Now available in Asbury Park, New Jersey. You can book time here and podcast right by the ocean, everybody. What's better than podcasting? Podcasting by the beach. It's literally like 50 feet away, the beach right here. We're all going swimming after this. Swimming. Night run. Yeah, we're also all getting uh, hypothermia after this. Polar bear plunge. So, now, so let, me, let me flip it back here. <laughs> While this is happening here, yes. the move is happening back home, right? From third floor to fifth floor? We will be moving next month. Next month. So yeah, a lot of March. stuff going yes. on in 2020. Wow, you guys. Yes. Let us know. We're Folks, a wonderful studio in a great city of Eatontown, New Jersey. Let us know. A lot we'll of stuff make sure going that on. George is available. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Also, uh, this weekend, uh, January 17th to 19th, I'll be in Albuquerque, New Mexico mm-hmm. at the fabulous Albuquerque Comic Con. I'll be He'll there be with quirky. Uh, Carl Weathers. What? And, Carl uh, Weathers? Yeah, you know, Grief Cargo? Grief Cargo. Uh, Carl Weathers is deceased. Combat Carl. Carl Weathers Carl is not Weathers deceased. Carl Weathers is very much alive. By the way, Carl Weathers from Rock. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Sounds no, we're going to save that one. We're going to save that one. Hollow Creed died, yes. Sounds like we're due for another round of Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. <laughs> oh the Rocky cast. The oh patented Todd Sullivan game. Oh, my God. Howie <laughs> Shire. Dead or Alive. I'm sorry. Carl Weathers is not that. dead. Wait, somebody died from the movie. I can't think of him. Yeah, right Burgess now. Meredith like 100 years <laughs> ago. Oh and I consider him to be dead from Batman 66. So right, right. right. I mean, for God's sake, quack, quack, quack. No, somebody, somebody in shape like that, in passion, it died. Uh, check it out. Do not question Burgess Meredith's shape. Wow, no, Google Apollo Cre- uh, Carl Weathers. We're going to tease that. No, we're going to save it for the next do episode. It right now. Google Carl Weathers. Is there any chance Carl yes, that the legendary Carl Weathers, yes. check it out. Apollo Creed, yes. Grief Carga, okay. look it up right now. Action Jackson. Yes. Okay. Combat yeah, Carl. He, he, Dutch. He, Google he, it. He, Google it. I know my shit. Google Dylan, it. Dylan, you right. son of a bitch. Mm. One, of the, there, one of the first things that come up when you search we'll Carl Weathers dead. Is Apollo Creed dead in real life? I think <laughs> you may have I put think, that into yeah. the Googles. We're going to come back. We're going to yeah. tease that. We'll come back and answer Finish it on the next My apologies to the Is to there the any Weathers chance family? to the estate of the Weathers? He can be photographed in a Ross Brewing hat. I oh. he's a he uh he is very particular about oh, what he wears he? as in and you were there he's very he's always very oh, so well you guys dressed. have met him before we have yes we have 
Um, so he's not deceased. But at the very least, maybe I'll, I'll wear the hat with him, perhaps. Uh, uh, or no, whatever. you don't find I, out till next week. I'll, I'm sorry, young man. Let you me don't see what I can know. do, though. See what you can do. You know what? Uh, as uh, you know, the, the, we're here because I asked. <laughs> so all you can do is ask. Yes. Todd, pass me this third bottle right here. Um, here's my parting shot, and it's not anything utterly profound, but uh, this beer, in fact, is. And this is from our brothers up the street. Cane Brewing. Literally right. up the street now. They are. Literally up the street. Delicious. There's really only two breweries at the moment from New Jersey's 80-ish breweries that have made an impact on the national scene. Through all the 21 counties of New Jersey, those two breweries are located right here in Monmouth County. Now, one is Carton Brewing up in the Atlantic Highlands, but the other is Cane Brewing from Ocean Township. This is Mexican brunch. Now, Cane Brewing does a beer called Sunday Brunch. It's an extremely desirable beer. Matter of fact, it's going on sale this weekend. Three, you have to get all three bottles, all three variants. That's the only way it's available, and it's $60. So they're doing a good job. But this is their Sunday Brunch where they kick it up a notch. It's their Imperial Milk Porter, aged in bourbon barrels with coffee, maple syrup, cinnamon, Cacao, that's chocolate, and <laughs> chili peppers. Whoa. Okay, no. and that's what makes it the Mexican brunch. Now, a couple of years ago, you couldn't get this here unless you won the ticket on Eventbrite. I didn't win. I had to travel 2,500 miles to Denver, Colorado, Whoa. to the Great American Beer Fest, to go to the Cane booth yeah. out there to taste Mexican brunch from the brewery that's two miles from my house. But let me tell you, it was worth it. This beer is phenomenal. I've been sitting on this bottle for about, I don't know, nine months wow, or so. Wow, thank you for bringing it to no, me. No, no, it was no, wonderful. And I, I meant to, to bring it out, I think it was the last time you were in town, but we did so many of the holiday beers and that kind of stuff that it sure. would have got lost anyway. So I was saving this for last. I thoroughly enjoyed the first two beers we had. But to me, personally, tonight, <laughs> this is a case a of saving the best for last. Bingo. It, it, it gives you – it's funny because it's not a stout. It's a porter. Now, there's a lot of verbiage been written on the differentiation between porters and stouts, et cetera, et cetera. But my point is here, the chili peppers kick it up a notch, as our old friend Emerald used to say. I uh, really like this beer. Earlier today in New York City and Manhattan – we, uh, we had the first official meeting of the entire New York-based Ross Brewing sales team. So we had Kevin Pennington, late uh, Phoenix Beehive Beer Distributing, a career beer salesman, used to sell to me when I had my pub in New York, the Wild Goose. Uh, Kevin, although you may not remember him, he certainly remembers you, George. He was a big fan of yours, in fact. You came up earlier today. Um, so Kevin is our is our lead sales guy there. We've got a couple of neophytes under him. One's uh, Matt McDate. He uh, he sells um, a liquor adjacent beverage called London Essence. It's a series of like tonics and and ginger beers and that sort of stuff mixers. And I said, okay, hey, come on over to the big boys. Join the Ross Brewing team. You got that British accent. People love that. And then uh, the latest and greatest is a fellow that you guys know very well. And it's our very own, from a shared universe, K.P. Burke of the American Loser Podcast. 
Uh, you know, KP and I started texting a couple weeks back before the new year. Uh, you know, he was looking for something. I was looking for someone. We both seemed to fill this the, the niche at each. If I said, look, oh, uh, Ming, this guy's on it. He brought the picture up here. So uh, so they came into the city. We had our meeting. We uh, we went over our verbiage. We went over who the, uh, uh, the ideal Ross Brewing customer is, um, uh, who we're going to be selling to, what methods we're going to use to sell it. And uh, I just really, really feel good about this team. And, um, and we're going to do great things together. So that's my parting shot. Uh, I want to thank you guys because obviously if it wasn't for you, I would have never met KP. And, uh, and in fact, uh, with Kevin Pennington, we have two KPs on the team. So we have a KP, we have an other KP, but neither knows which is which. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that's it, folks. So thank you for tuning in to another episode. Todd, thank you for first flying in. But instead of flying into Newark, flying into LaGuardia, then renting a car, then driving to East Hanover, New Jersey, then buying a new car for yourself, which will then be shipped back to Chicago because you're going to fly home, but not before driving down here to Asbury Park to record this podcast, then driving back up to the city, dropping the car off somewhere, and then staying in Manhattan to do whatever Facebook work you do. You so thank it. you for all that. I love it. Gio, thanks for braving the rain from, uh, from, from Lacey Township. Or, or, or Forked River, or there's actually even another name for where you live specifically. Winoka Harbor. Winoka Harbor. Also home to John Kokoza's very own mother, Helen Kelly, and my sister Christine, uh, which George, you helped put them in that house. So thank you for that, George, uh, the mortgage expert. So thank you very much. And thanks to Ming and Mike for hosting us tonight. Always. Thanks Always. for bringing us into your, your new home here, your temporary home. The like universe said, is expanding. Let's everybody. see what happens. All right, guys. Thanks to all our fans, viewers, and listeners for tuning in. Everyone have a good night. Bruce, take us out of here. <laughs>